0: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason. And elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and eleven sixty AM. Well you've almost needed a scorecard of late to track. The headlines relating to immigration policy and so much uncertainty uh, continues in Washington, D.C. Just yesterday, the Supreme Court extended the expiration date of the Trump era immigration policy, Title 42. So on again, off again. What does it mean? Is there any certainty to be found? Let's begin. Think, you know, the news of the day. Think again. So as we look at Title 42, the, again, the Supreme Court, uh granting an extension to uh, the legal decision of the policy that are uh, still being debated in all places. So what are the options? What are the real options? Can we have a real discussion and a real debate and a real process uh, so that, one, we aren't just creating more uncertainty as to what this is, what it means, and what it means for our borders. And so to help us break all of that down and give us some clarity and certainty, Chris Richardson is a former U.S. diplomat, immigration attorney, and currently the general counsel and chief operating officer for BDV Solutions. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So this has been uh, the the back and forth, and uh, I can't even keep my scorecard straight in terms of who was for (laughs) this until they were against it, but were for it, uh, and then against, and a for, and anyway, we're lost. So uh, help us understand where we are, (laughs) and then we'll get to where we need to go.
1: Right. So right now, the Supreme Court has extended or temporarily allowed the extension of Title 42. Um, The administration was initially against Title 42. They tried to repeal it. But then the, uh, GOP, um, attorney generals in certain states fought to extend it, and they got that extension, and then a the court um, in November basically said no more Title 42, and the Biden administration was like, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> don't, don't go so fast on something that we wanted to repeal, um, because really, the, the past two years, they really had an opportunity to work on this on both parties, actually, yeah. um, but we really haven't seen anything on it, because Title 42 has just been kind of an easy policy prescription for dealing with asylum seekers.
0: Yeah, and it's so fascinating to just see the ebbs and flows of all of this. And, of course, uh, I think this is uh, just one more example of what happens when things are done by executive order. Uh, What gets done by executive order gets usually undone by executive order. Or uh, somebody files a lawsuit and we go through this whole process. uh, And sadly, this ends up creating uncertainty for the very people that we say we're trying to help. And I think when it comes to asylum seekers, uh, I don't think there's any – Country on the the planet that's as compassionate as the American people, and I think we should just prove it out that rule of law and compassion are compatible principles. Uh, and so, walk us through where do, where do we go from here? Is there a path to actually balancing those two things, compassion and rule of law? And how do we get past just these executive orders from both sides that just put us back in the courts? Mm-hmm.
1: You're absolutely right, Boyd. And it's it's fascinating that both parties use these executive orders to basically meet, you know, whatever their ends are. And, you know, Title 42 on its face just – it feels ridiculous because they're saying that what well, we need – you know, COVID – Title 42 basically is, is because of COVID, right? They're saying that because of COVID, we need to expel these people immediately. But it's odd because the very people who are saying we need COVID as an excuse, you know, in the other – aspects of life they're saying COVID doesn't real anymore, right? And so it's a it's a weird policy prescription. And I think it, it's sad that, you know, Congress basically is saying, well, let the executive deal with it instead of doing what they're elected to do, which is to legislate. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things that you can do in the executive. There's a lot of things that Congress can do in terms of reforming asylum laws, but we're really not seeing that kind of effort um, from Congress to sit down and do what they need to do. But you know, in terms of asylum, what you what you have to do, look America, like you said, is a very welcoming and open country in, in, in some respects, but you do have rule of law. It's like if you invite me to lunch, but I decide to go to the window or the back door, I decide the time I decide to come or as many people as I want to bring in. It, it just doesn't work that way. What we need is a, a front door. That's our legal immigration system. That's open and engaging and it processes cases fast. And it really focuses on getting people because really asylum is a back door for our labor shortage issues. That's what's mm-hmm. really going on here is these folks. Um, and our country is really we, we need this labor, um, but we're not creating a system, a process to allow them to come work in our country, maybe return some of that money back to their home country. But instead, people are using asylum as this back door, and Congress is letting them do it because Congress just doesn't want to deal with it, right? Yeah. They just want the executive to deal with it.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, such a, a tragedy in and of itself because there are legitimate asylum seekers who are uh, under duress or who are uh, in Mm -hmm. great danger uh, for themselves or for their families. And and that is what asylum is for. And it's what it should be used for. And as you said, it shouldn't be used as a way to just deal with some of the labor shortages. That's wrong. Uh, What have you been hearing today in terms of I know the the White House just has another 48 minutes here before they have to respond uh, to the ruling on the extensions. Are you hearing any, any rumblings back there from the administration?
1: I'm sure that they'll probably file something because they probably want to extend it to themselves. But I think to your larger point, look, I think Congress and the, and the White House need to sit down and figure this out. They need to do what they were, were elected to do. And really, you can't let this facade of COVID basically... Dump-
2: I'm Dave Cauley.
1: And control everything that we do in life, right? Even on, and I, this isn't the, the same conversation, but on student loans, it's the same thing, or it's yeah. just like, if you if you let your executive, if you let the president kind of just decide what this pandemic, you know, is allowed to do, then what's that going to be in the next pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to forgive? What are they going to expel during the next pandemic, right? And so we really need to get back to focusing on legislation, on legislating. Our members need to get off of TV and get back into their offices and really figure out how they're going to deal with this stuff. And both sides are going to have to give a little bit on the asylum issue if we're going to get any kind of control over our borders. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's such an important conversation. It's a crucial one, and we just keep avoiding it. And part of the reason I think they avoid it is because both sides like to use it as a wedge issue, a way to raise campaign cash, and a way to run campaigns. And I think we're we're doing it all wrong. And, and I think we all can say asylum matters. It's it's part of our DNA as a culture that we do take in uh, those that are at, at great risk, and uh, we will bring them in. but we can't do it this way. And as you said, it can't be based on a a pandemic. It can't be based on COVID and it can't be based on executive orders. It's got to come through the legislative process. Uh, Chris Richardson, again, former U.S. diplomat, immigration attorney, currently the general counsel and chief operating officer for BDV Solutions. Uh, Chris, really appreciate your perspective on this. And uh, this is one I know we can get right. Uh, There's enough agreement there I think it's a willpower issue, and I, I hope Congress can find that uh, maybe over the holidays. Let's hope. <laughs> All right, Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. All right, uh, as as we look at that again, this is not a uh, an agreement issue. Uh, this is a will to do it. Do you have the willpower? Do you want to do this? And uh, I think some of the things that Chris pointed out uh, are so critical that Look, we can't base this stuff on on the pandemic and we can't base it on what either former President Trump or current President Joe Biden did by executive order. We have to do these things through Congress and Congress needs to do their job because by not doing it, we always end up in court. Then we wonder why Supreme Court nominations are so controversial. It's because they're doing the job of Congress. And when Congress abdicates its authority It always creates uncertainty. It puts more pressure on the decisions of the court, and it politicizes the decisions of the court. And so let's go back to some regular order. Congress, do your job. Executive branch, do your job. And then we can let the Supreme Court do their job. And if we do that, guess what? Our constitutional republic rolls on. We are a nation of immigrants. We believe in helping those seeking asylum uh, that are persecuted, that need it. Uh, And we can do this the right way. And So let's do it the right way. That's where the headline. Think again. With Lloyd
2: Matheson on KSL News Radio.